podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. We're called Whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or Today, this is The Whistleblowers. I'm Martin Gritton, back hosting again as we trudge through the remainder of the transfer window, or the very dregs of it anyway, uh, with two esteemed football men, shall I say, uh, one that's not been on the whistleblowers before, the chief football writer for The Independent, Mr. Miguel Delaney. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to have Pleasure. you here, Miguel. We've, uh, we've, we've, we've spoke about trying to get you on before, and you're, you're a very busy man. <laughs> well, just in relation to the window even, I was talking to one of the lads the other day, it's like the point of an international tournament where... But the third or fourth week into it, where you're kind of there, oh, this needs to end yes. well, for, for my sanity. Yeah. But no, we've got another, what, week left? That, yeah. Great. And it's been a busy enough football period without having that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, moving on to our, our other guest, who is a second timer. I yep. can't believe yeah. that. Yeah. Right. So, a comedian, writer, and Derby County fan, Mark Smith. Don't, don't say the Derby County bit with such disdain at the end. I saw your voice go down at the bit there. <laughs> You've said that to me last time, and it, I think it's, you can't, it's more about your perception of your club yeah, and, and your own your own hang-ups. But, uh, we'll Thank come, you for having me back, though. It's my pleasure. It's, it's great to have you both on, actually. So uh, um, just a word from our sponsors. This season, we've teamed up for Labrooks, and we'll be bringing you plenty of specials. The latest is sign up and deposit up to £50, and Labrooks will put the same amount into your account, giving up to £50 worth of free bets. As a listener, you get this by following the link at bet.thewhistleblowers.net. So check it out if you haven't already. Um, and last night at 11 to 1, if you'd have put that money smartly, you'd have been very very well off today because yeah. uh, that was um, maybe a surprise to the, the layman, but um, to more kind of astute football minds. Was that was that on the cards last night? Uh, only if you kind of subscribe to this idea that this is the new... Liverpool, the new basically post nineties Liverpool and that okay. they're almost a bit they're almost a bit Spurs like in that they kind of fought they can so easily follow a win over City ending their unbeaten run then that against Swansea yeah um, and it's a testament to that rather than the quality of the league because yeah. obviously form counts for a lot but at the same time uh, this is this probably a wider discussion why do you think this is a dreadful well not dreadful but the bottom half of the table is bad this yeah. season. Mm. Uh, That's well, if, if you can call it a bottom half, which yeah. we'll come back on to in a second. But is it not just a case of um, two different teams, Liverpool and Swansea, raising their games for, for two different games? So Liverpool raising their game against City, it's good. as, as yes. they've done mm, yeah. a thousand times in the past, then playing a team that doesn't play to Liverpool's strengths, a bit mm. dig in and win a different way, and they can't do it. Swansea, on the other hand, raising their game for this home home tie with Liverpool. I mean, then then it makes a mockery of spending money or doing trying to build a squad or trying to have any sort of superiority because obviously form should out in the end. I think maybe if it's if it's tighter at the bottom, going. But with Liverpool, I mean, it's it's a case of spend money as you, as you have to to compete at the top, yeah. but they still don't seem to have. A plan B against anyone who plays a low block well, or sits deep. Or that's, but, uh, more the, yeah. that's more the point, isn't it? They're probably, and even with last night as well, they're probably... Maybe this was the first time they've really missed Coutinho because it was, I remember after the City game, a lot of the talk was, oh, you, you wouldn't even mention Coutinho, Coutinho after who? that. who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas last night, they could, have, they, you know, they could have done with one of those Thunderbolts from 25 yeah. yards. But even then, yeah, he, yeah. I mean, I think that is a really simplistic way of looking mm. at, at it at the moment, just because... Within the same week, we've yeah. seen, yeah, they should batter, yeah. Because also, Coutinho was was guilty of firing, you know, seven out of ten of those shots out of the stadium, yeah, yeah, much. yeah. So it's only he's got a great highlights reel, but he's not. You can't rely on him necessarily 
to do anything against a team like Swansea. Yeah. Liverpool have got so many players who can do that sort of thing, you know, unlock the tight defences and, and they couldn't do it. So I'm not sure what Coutinho could have I think brought it, to it. Well, it brings us nicely on to the, you know, the biggest story of the weekend. Um, the fact that, you know, when Alexis didn't play against Palace, I mean, that was a very, very poor Palace yeah. performance. But, I mean, I was at Burnley at the same time and I remember everyone, I saw on Twitter and that, I was watching an awful game in Turf Moor. Oh, everyone raving about the Lacazette goal. Then I watched it and I said, hang on, has there been a challenge? Like, they, yeah. he, right yeah. down to the keeper. And they, also keeper, yeah, yeah. come on. <laughs> keeper is I was so angry at the keeper. Yeah. Hennessy. Big flat yeah. foot, yeah. He said, yeah. I remember, I think I was at Stockport, and he, uh, and he was at Stockport on loan, I was playing for Mansfield. He laid down is about as longer than the, the width of the goal and I've like mm-hmm. bang, bang one in the bottom corner and he somehow got his ante he must have been about 17 at the time I don't believe bottom corner grits I've got to be honest <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find it Mark and I'm going to like um, but in my head it was a, yeah. it was a decent <laughs> shot and he got it and I was just like I was like who the hell is that guy and then Spider-Man in there flat-footed keeper that he is now. So I, I, whenever I see one go past him I'm always quite Secretly pleased about right. it, to be honest. Your <laughs> viciousness that Bring I have. Own, uh, but would that, would that, would that vindicate your uh, not miss but save? Oh, I know. Listen, <laughs> let's call it a miss. Let's call it a miss. I'm happy the amount of misses and, and should have scored situations, <laughs> we could uh, we could argue any case for any goalkeeper <laughs> throughout my career. So, um, but yeah, now coming on to the but the point being that if Alexis didn't play in that Arsenal performance though and and people are loading that as like a platform now to say well we don't need him I thought, I thought it was the most Arsenal thing ever though yeah, yeah. like just because oh, they, they always do this yeah. every time you know just it's, it's, it's to go really really badly into a crisis oh look they've got to win what mental strength let's, yeah. uh, let's yeah. paper over the crack yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> because also the, the, the final sort of 70 minutes of that game they lost one nil, <laughs> yeah. so I think it was only a very brief bounce back. Yeah. And I'm, sh- I, I'm f- that, that that's not how football works, but that, I, <laughs> I do get your point. <laughs> we could break it down like yeah. that. Well, um, alternative league tables, mate. Get on the forums. I uh, taking it off the pitch then with the Alexis thing. I, uh, I spoke with you briefly before we came in, Mark. That just the, the way that that was announced. Yes. Right. Now you're a man that spends a lot of time at Old Trafford with the guys. Yeah, full do disclosure. Lot, yeah. I, do I a do, lot of good I do stuff work for the club. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 bring the funnies uh, with a lot of the players which which goes down well but it gives you kind of an inside look at working with those guys and what sort of personalities yeah. they are yeah so how what do, what was your take on that Alexis um, Alexis piece in, in terms of um, how Just it as looked the, to yeah the announcement and uh, <laughs> bit, 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 of, bit of Chopin was it Chopin yeah. yeah. Chopin yeah. yeah. come on Chopin, come on sorry caveman Delaney that's me done um well, I think it was. They get. They are getting weirder and weirder. This was one of the more strange announcements, I think. Uh, I read a tweet. You've probably all seen it, and it was. It was saying it's mad how Alexis was pulling out of training and pulling out of games through illness, yeah. just so he could learn to play Glory Glory Man United on the <laughs> piano. <laughs> but I thought, I, you know what? It's um, it's part and parcel. It's strange that they had to delay the announcement because they were filming this sort of thing. Um, but that is modern football. I mean. It's just yeah. how it is, especially at a club like United, who have got so many, um, I guess we'll say Instagram friendly mm. players. They're, 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 they're their own brands, and they're yes. bringing essentially. You're, you're, please, you're, please post this after the game. Yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. it's that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, in, it's, in it's brackets. <laughs> but that much, the point you made is also about um, about uh, uh, Lingard. That was yeah. Really so what um, you probably also saw on social media after the Sanchez announcement video was uh, a picture of Jesse Lingard that he'd posted himself and he'd said, welcome to the club or whatever, and then some some whatever, slang or whatever, I can't remember what it was. Mm. Um, 
And he got hammered for that, Lingard. And I find it interesting that we are constantly moaning about footballers being media trained to death mm. and having no personality and nothing interesting going on. But Jesse Lingard, someone who I'm sure you've met him, when yeah. you meet him, he's a very charismatic, interesting guy. Mm. You want to be with him. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's magnetic. He's great. Yep. And we just we shoot him down. There's something different. We shoot him down. So it's in their interest, really, to, to keep a low profile and not, and not be interesting yep. or, or different. Um, but you made the point, Grits, that he doesn't care. Well, he doesn't care about the, the replies he gets. And that's the that's the beauty of it as well, this kind of shouting into the void, uh, which mm. Miguel, I'll, I'll come on to in the, the Twitter. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, not the Twitter wars, but also just kind of the general discourse you have with fans after the game and how how it's hard to kind of get your head around the volume of traffic that can come your way. And yeah. you're very good at deflecting, being very kind of honest and straight talking back but that's not what they want to hear so that often angers them <laughs> even well, more I tell you, I'm actually it's one thing I've noticed actually with United fans this season but obviously they're not um, the only group guilty every every group of fans really has this element but how extremist a lot of people have kind of got even like it's this really tedious argument that's come up lately about kind of you know whether United paid more than City who, who's actually buying the t- like you know looking to do things just purely by money and it's just and like with all these responses, it's people who are just so blinkered to their club. Obviously, not everyone, but there is a, there is a kind of a sizable minority of people now, and it's it's amazing how it's gone like that and kind of just yeah. fr- frustrating that mm. everything is is so polarized now. So yeah. partisan, it's mm. it's crazy, isn't it? You're either on my side or you're my absolute yeah. worst enemy, and yeah. I have to abuse you. Yeah, or, 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 or just you, yeah, I, I got <laughs> that. I got that. Mm. You, you didn't need to stare right into my eyes while you were saying that. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's almost seen as that's okay to do as mm. well. So the whole. That nonsense that um, uh, your friend of ours, but John Bruin, tweeted about mm. and the fan, yeah, that, with that incident talking about Sir Matt Busby, and yeah, some fan saying, "What did he say?" He said he responded, uh, "We don't care about the anniversary of someone that's died." Um, Announcing, I mean, that's I'm paraphrasing, but it was along no, those lines, it. yeah. And, and and that only that only comes from a just and just an idiot, isn't it? But these are people that are um, very new, I think, mm. to football and football uh, and, and supporting a football team. Yes. And they're people that I would imagine don't watch the matches. They might watch, uh, you know, twenty second highlight reel, play FIFA, yeah, or whatever it is. But it's not. They're not. Pro evolution. They're soccer, not part of the way. game. So I, I wouldn't lump them in with football fans. I, 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 I think. I think that, that partisan element has always existed. Oh, I mean, without a doubt. <laughs> I saw from the other side of Manchester. I saw at the start of the season where we uh, we we were, we had this story about kind of the new FA regulations or new kind of rules, or whatever, and stuff on diving and simulation and how people be, be, could be retrospectively punished. And um, in on our website, they put up a picture of Sergio Aguero, and uh, for, immediately had loads of City fans responding to me and like all these kind of you know City fans of a certain vintage as well, I suppose, that maybe would have grown <laughs> up with a, a different image of the club than what they are now, uh, and have presumed this kind of whole. You know, everyone's pro United, anti City. Yeah. Um, Main road crew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, and they could, how dare you? Aguero's not even a diver. And I made the mistake of responding to one of them. But, well, <laughs> that's not really true. He he has dived. And then, of course, then I had if, facts. 70, don't, 72 don't give hours. Them facts. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't speak truth back to them. And yeah. Qualify but, your argument. No, no. What happened? But, yeah, so, then 72 hours of this and kind of, you know. Notifications yeah. off. Do you ever turn your notifications off? I wonder. Uh, sometimes, sometimes when, it, when I've, you have a really big story or piece, yes. and it's like, or else you just put it on to um, people I follow only. You yeah, can, yeah, you can yeah. do that, which is then. 
verified bunch just following yeah. each other. Do you know what I mean? In a big in, up circle. in your ivory tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> As it should be. The liberal <laughs> elites. The liberal <laughs> elites. Yeah, yeah. Drain the, the liberal elite. Drain the swamp of Twitter. Drain, yeah, yeah. drain the swamp. Well, uh, no, I just, it was an interesting. I mean, the transfer market is not stopped there. Obviously, Alexis, let's talk about it uh, in terms of impact on the pitch. What sort of implications is that going to have for United as a team? Who's going to who's going to make way? Um, probably one of Rashford, Rashford or Martial, I'd say, most of all. Do you think so? Uh, yeah. Maybe on the left side will come in? Uh, I think it'll probably rotate. In fact, I mean, the one thing about it as well is that clearly his Latam, even though he's come back from his uh, injury impressively quickly, he doesn't look sharp enough to be kind of no. be, uh, Lukaku's alternative. So it gives Mourinho an option. And to be honest, that's kind of the beauty, the Sanchez sign, and whatever about his age and the money and all this. But he can play in kind of three or four different roles. Mm, yeah. He gives him an intensity. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's always going to start, but I actually think he can, he'll can. he rotate where he does. I, I sort of see him as being um, on the right-hand side yeah, yeah. And, and replacing uh, where Juan Matt has been playing the last sort of six or seven weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think in a 4-3-3, he can play on that right-hand side of the three up top and in a 4-2-3-1, which they're sort of playing with against, mm. you know, the, the, not the top four or five teams, he can play on the right-hand side there. But, you know, come inside and, and, and weave with... With the ten roll, yeah, I think there's. But you're right. There's he can play yeah. across any of the three or four positions that we're talking about. That yeah. that is his versatility is a huge reason why they're happy to pay the money they pay. And you're I mean, bringing in a figure like that is, is one thing. But also, I think a figure like that, what he'll do is maybe because suppose Lukaku has not had real pressure. So and Mourinho's a, a manager who likes to put his players yes. under pressure. Yeah. So there's one there's one element, and also. Especially given some of his public quotes about Rashford as well, I think he could. He feels that it could. Yeah, maybe. Rashford feels like someone he, who's ready to go out on loan. You know, there's a little maybe, bit of that, isn't it? Uh, Even do, the way Mourinho's talking about you, him, you kind of get that. I mean, it's the he doesn't say anything by accident. Everything's kind of mm. thought out. But to me, Rashford is the real deal. Mm. Oh, no, no, you know, but, I think he's but, got something. But Rashford, in in a sense that doing the loan out with a view to him becoming uh, it being his kind of yeah. tramp you know trampling him into greatness maybe you know when Joe Hart went yeah. to Birmingham from Man City and then had a phenomenal season mm. for them and you know the way that some players can do it where there's there's a there's an understood sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a Fraser Campbell you know because maybe yeah. in that those those that era of Man United was just those players couldn't get in the team because mm. yeah. the team was so good Rashford I definitely can get in the team but he doesn't have the luxury of, of players that he, you, you could are eat, not taking yeah. their chances, you know? But I, I find it surprising that Martial hasn't been um, played in a more central he, role. Yeah. yeah. Because he, when, he did it against Everton. Yeah, yeah. and also against uh, Burnley last year. Yeah. He played as a lone striker with, with two coming off him and he was superb. Mm. And I thought this is the moment where Martial's seen as a, a number nine for the club. But he's been he's been pretty good generally this season on the left. So him, I guess have you seen him play in the flat? You must you've been yeah, to a couple of Man United because yeah. I was going to say I, Martial seems like the sort of player that would impress yeah. if you get you but actually go to the game. I, I think he's a talented player in that squad almost. Yeah, yeah I think that's interesting. Right. The people that actually go and watch the game mm-hmm. say that. Aside, right? from, aside from Pogba, I think he's he's the one that yeah. has those four or five moments in every game. He does go missing for 10, 15 minutes at a time, but then you know Henri used to do that. Henri yeah. used to not touch the ball for 20 minutes yeah. he's 21 Marshall like, you, you'd easily forget that's how crazy. young he is yeah yeah and that's well that's to their credit to have him on the, the roster because you look at some of the other well the, the famous thing about the, the number sevens there you know the ones that they've actually the, the amount of money they've chewed through yeah. trying to sign players yeah. of quality now that they have maybe they've got the trying to sort of prune the rest of the squad and, and, yeah, well, and I think well, stronger I heard Mourinho wants to bring it down to 22-25 he mm. likes a smaller squad anyway which why it suited him to get rid of Mkhitaryan as well. well yeah. I, we won't dwell on Mkhitaryan too much because the proof will be in the pudding with him. It's just a case of him playing, isn't it? And, mm. and getting a game. But in terms of the kind of sentiment behind it and the 
every I think Miguel, I read that you'd said it's one of those deals where it's like almost four winners. Mm. So well, everyone's kind of won, haven't they? The eight from the agent to both clubs yeah. to the managers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, United are getting obviously a player everyone wants, or so many clubs want getting rid of a player they didn't want. The agent <laughs> get, yes. getting a great deal. Arsenal have not just. I mean, obviously. In an ideal world, they, Sanchez would have stayed, but that was not. But that wasn't going to happen, so they've accepted that. But rather than just losing a player and getting kind of what is an almost an irrelevant thirty million, which is an amazing yeah, thing to yeah. say, but they've they've got a player like that. I mean, even if he was on the market, he probably would have been more than that. Yeah, and you're right. No, absolutely, totally. I, and it's it's one of those ones. That it's it, it's not kind of um, a last chance saloon for Arsenal because it seems like. That he's brought in a player that's not going to necessarily change his fate, but could be someone that's a long-term solution for the club. Because yeah. his fate surely has to be sealed just by him. He he seems to be the architect of his own doubt. He has to make the decision himself to leave because it doesn't sound like he's going to. Yeah. But I've got to say that if, if they were to bring in, they've got Mkhitaryan, they brought in Aubameyang as well, I would say that is an improvement over yeah, yeah. Sanchez. Yeah. You know, and especially if you can get Ozil tied down to a, a new contract, which looks like... It's you possible. Know, it's yeah, possible. Yeah. More, more, more possible than it was. Yeah. yeah. The, the only thing, I mean, I still think they need that Aubameyang because if you look at that, especially, I looked at that team for There's the Bournemouth there. game. It's it's so. Yeah. Oh my god. I, well, there was well, listen, there was a, there was a lot to mull over in the rest of the league uh, after the weekend. So we'll come back after the break and discuss uh, more comings and goings, including uh, will there be a silver lining for Watford? Uh, see you after the break. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back. Uh, hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in terms of Watford's situation, a lot of people are saying that uh, they've, they've been sacking a lot of managers uh, over the last couple of years, and that's not true, necessarily. Mm. It's more a case of, a, as a business, as an organisation, they have have a strategy and a plan. Miguel, from... from who you've spoken to and what you've seen of that club, do you think that was the right decision? From what I've heard, what was basically the response of the entire team and everyone around it to what happened in November. I mean, it sounds like such a flimsy excuse. Everyone came in and we lost, we all lost focus. But I think basically that maybe broke a little bit of a spell with what Silva was doing and it, it brought kind of maybe complaints about him that had been dormant or had been basically overruled by good results. It brought them to the fore um, I think it probably was a correct decision because I think because they, they were in decline, they were, they were yeah. all, decline leading to free fall almost. Um, but I think there's almost a wider thing here at Watford in a sense that this whole situation is the ultimate consequence of when you make yourself such a kind of a transition it's club. Top, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, it, yeah, if it's accepted that everyone that comes to this club could move out within a year, within two years, can you really complain if? Someone wants to leave within yeah. nine games yeah. for, for an offer like for a club like Everton. There were a lot of parallels um, here with the Steve McLaren um, situation at Derby County a couple of years mm. ago. Remember that when he was linked with Newcastle? I mean, yeah, for the second <laughs> or actually, third no, time. It's very like, true. Yeah, I he was linked with Newcastle. We were doing very well in the league. We were second in the league. Mm. I think we were top actually in January. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, all of a sudden, Newcastle start sniffing around, and he refuses for three or four months to just nip it in the bud. He refuses to say, look, I'm not going to Newcastle, mm. I'm staying here. And I think as a as a player, your manager isn't just someone who picks the team and selects the players and, and chooses whatever sort of formation they're playing. Yeah. He's also a leader. Mm. And if you're not sure where your leader's going to be or where his heart lies, 
I think it's difficult. I think you lose that one or two percent, and that one or two percent of of effort and energy mm. that, that's the difference between going up and finishing seventh as we did yeah. that year. And, yeah. and for, for in what situation that one or two percent, given that the bottom half is so tight, absolutely, mm. that's worth a couple of points, and a couple yeah. of points is is everything. Yeah. So I think that uh, not nipping it in the bud is it's a huge problem, and it sticks with you. And we had a thing at Derby recently. Gary Rowett was after was uh, looked at by Stoke, mm. and what he did was within forty eight hours signed a new contract at Derby. Yeah. So all of a sudden, everyone thinks, right, that's, that rumour's gone, it's done, we can, we can continue as we were. It's the easiest decision in Gary Rowett's life. Oh, of course it? it is. <laughs> but it should have been for McLaren as well, because he, he, there's, it's rare that you get a, a manager who fits a club. And McLaren did that, and he mm. ruined it by flirting with a, a fitter guy, yeah. basically. But don't you think, yeah, I mean, I hate it when McLaren does that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, every couple of weeks. Just yeah. flirting with guys all over the shop. Typical but, McLaren. But yeah, but Newcastle at the time were... That's a really attractive club for. That's for you know you've got the legacies of uh, Bobby Robson, Keegan, uh, Steve McLaren. Still thinks he's an England manager. You know that's the kind of that's his I mindset. Completely agree. I, I do completely agree. But you, you've got to make a decision. Which club am I? No, with you've got to commit. Now? What, yeah, what, what, yeah, what yeah. am I doing? I, and if you, if you want to go, go, just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what ended up happening was he went there six months later and uh, and lasted. About fifteen minutes again. But, but the thing about Derby as well is the fact that it's it was. It's part of this run of the team is so strong and the fans' base is brilliant and everything's great, but there's this constant looking over the shoulder because of, of what's happened before. And Rabbit seems to be the kind of person that won't tolerate that, which is, you know, Clement, I think all these guys have been fabulous managers and it's just been really unfortunate because mm. I'm sure as a fan watching, you've been like, you want them to do well. Yeah. It's, there's, a, there's a thing where you, you have a manager and you're like, yeah. you know, like a lot of United fans at the minute. They're not, they don't want him to do well, but they want the team to do yeah, well. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. And but Derby, this is what Watford are doing, though. This is the same thing. They're, they're looking over their shoulder in yeah. the same way, surely. Yeah, no, no. They're not, they're well, not uh, yet an Oh, no, and I'm not criticising yeah. for sacking him. I'm just saying, isn't it just a, it's the, the, the cruel twist of fate? I think the game that I saw the real rot set in, I went to watch Palace v... Uh, Watford when when cleverly got sent off, and but yeah, yeah. but I think like Watford battered Palace for like seventy mm. minutes, and then they crept back into Palace got the result just because Roy had give them the kick, you know, he gave yeah, them like yeah. that kind of honeymoon kick where you come into the club, and he was still in that kind of glow. Like the Palace weren't playing good football; they just managed to beat them, and then Selvi could just see him get a little bit like, more deflated after each uh, each defeat. But also from the, the game at Leicester on Saturday, um, from. All reports, Watford were a team playing for their manager still. They, yeah. they, they well, didn't I, sound like they'd, they'd, they'd I, I, let go. I, I did something with Michael Appleton on Sunday, and he, like, obviously Leicester's system, he said, yeah, they, 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 they didn't, I mean, we've played teams where you can see there's some sort of something broken. He, he didn't feel that was wow, the case. that's interesting. Although he did, he did say notice that um, for the first time since he's seen Silva, he was in a tracksuit rather than... I know, yeah. <laughs> that was a really interesting... <laughs> yeah. Those those small yeah. things, are, they, they speak they speak louder than words, really, mm, don't they? Just wearing it, a towel and a smile. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well, we'll stick on that, because I, I find Appleton a deeply impressive mm. person, you know, and I think he always speaks well and he's very honest. Um, and what he's done is he's been at places that perhaps have been failing or he's been under ridiculous kind of yeah. circumstances and, and, and you know conditions and been able to at least get his point across and be mm. professional um, what, what, did he have anything else to say about Leicester uh, kind of their plight at the moment because that was a huge win for them uh, he was very enthusiastic about Club Huel because uh, we were talking generally about I mean it was not a completely dissimilar situation but the way Southampton got rid of Puel so quickly and now that looks a pretty big mistake and they almost got rid of him basically and it's actually 
the converse, one of the reasons why Watford appointed Silva in the first place. Watford wanted someone that had a good media profile to improve the brand of the club in this kind of modern Premier League. Whereas Southampton got rid of uh, Puel, I think, because he was just he didn't have that profile and he was maybe he was always so quiet. Uh, but and I think that beyond that, Southampton essentially sacked him for the kind of slide that every mid-table club will naturally go on because yeah, nothing to play yeah. for. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he. Um, he spoke really enthusiastically about what Puel does, how kind of assured he is, just uh, how, how much he analyses the game. Like he's, yeah. he, he plays him a really good football mind. Yeah, no, that, well, that's the thing, isn't it? At that level, you just want to be thorough, be yeah. organised and get the most out of your players and be very hard working with them. He, he, he did tell a nice little anecdote uh, just about when they're watching games, but Puel will turn to him. Um, what, 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 what do you think? How do you think it's going? Give, give me your impression of the match. And Appleton will obviously start talking and it's going to Manchester accent. Yeah. And uh, we'll just go, too fast. <laughs> <laughs> he, I, I, play, I play in the FA Cup. Uh, one of the last, third, well, one of the only third round games I managed to get to, we played Preston in the mm. FA Cup. Mm. And he, I think he was sent a mid with Sean Gregan. And I must have, yeah, I was just running to brick walls all game. Yeah, yeah. But Moyes was the manager oh, really? at the time. <laughs> yeah, well, did, was... did, did, did Appleton was in midfield. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Quite, actually, no one noticed beside him the size of his arms. Well, was, he's was, a tank because he, because after he, he was one of those players that did his cruciate when he was quite young mm. and they didn't really have the proper, I think he was at West Brom. Yeah. And then, and then he kind of recovered and then he played a bit for Preston, but it never really recovered. Mm. And he, um, so the lads uh, I've known that I played for him just, he absolutely beasts them, but he can do twice what they do right, yeah, in the yeah. gym. So when you've got a manager like yeah. that, I, I always used to hate it when I got, you know, managers like you, you Warnock and kind of and a few other ones, Slade at Grimsby mm. and people that just kind of stirric would be eating his KFC while he's watching me try and do the plank for 10 minutes and just <laughs> laughing at me. Yeah. You just kind of lose a little bit of respect for them in terms of fitness. Yeah. You're like going, why are you loading it over me? But with Appleton, I, I rate them doing that. <laughs> it's Don't funny. Me, yeah. it, it was very far from funny. But um, but yeah, and Appleton would just yeah he would terrify me. I think I think um, I don't know if it was David Priest who was telling me that about him at, uh, at Portsmouth, just saying like some of the, the the fitness and the the things that he could do in the gym. Because as you said, he's an absolute tank. Yeah. As well. yeah. So uh, I, I would imagine he's quite a good right hand man for the Leicester manager <laughs> right now. Well, let's let's have another little look around. Um, I mean, in terms of well, let's Watford replacing him so quickly. Mm. That, I mean, that's that's surely a testament to the the, the organisation at the club. Do you think that's yeah? Is that that's an interesting appointment, isn't it? Well, it's, it sounds like that that was to do it so quickly. Sounds like it was kind of yeah. they made decisions obviously quite early. Uh, very much of a profile as well, like uh, a, a Spanish coach. Yeah, kind of con- and I, I don't want to call him a mercenary, but essentially one of these. Coaches Ruben are- Kazan, manager, well, a mercenary. Yeah. How dare you? Maybe I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forget him on the BBC or whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, someone that basically comes in as a as a facilitator almost, which is probably what they want. Mm. Even though they just had Silva, who had, who has bigger designs. facilitator. Yeah, exactly. But you, yeah. you have to have something in place. I mean, we saw with West Ham earlier in the season, sacking someone, spending a long time mm. searching. Stoke the same. Scottish national team. Now it's it's a it's a real mess. What was that? Mm. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I, I can't remember what I said what? now. No, good, don't worry about it, Chris. Don't worry good. about it. All right, but you on. have to have something in place, don't you? You can't just have a void, and we see what happens in those voids. It's we, Scotland haven't got a competitive match. For, I don't think we got one in two twenty eighteen. I'd say they'd yeah. never had a. Competitive We've never match. played yet. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. We'll take that back. Um, talking about managers fitting. Yeah, Stoke. 
Paul Lambert. Fits like a glove. A, an me. absolute glove. I love that, uh, what was it, Mundial Magazine talking about him. How close is it to Alton Towers? And just like, there's a picture of him on his phone. Just the kind of thing that might sway him. I, I've, always, I've heard great things about Paul Lambert from mates that played under him at Wickham and mm. Norwich. Right. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, and we've got nothing but praise for him. But in terms of what he can do with Stoke and what, how well they can do because I think this is another interesting point you made Miguel at the weekend when you're on on, uh, on the BBC the fact that there isn't a mid-table anymore yeah. the fact that there's the best of a bad bunch or it's just stay out the churn stay yeah. at the bottom three and then you've got a chance of staying up for the following season well that's it I mean, we used to, I mean the phrase became a cliche mid-table obscurity mm. but for well, up until 2012 2013 it was still an area where clubs would just come up like Stoke in 2008, like Swansea. They could kind of consolidate a place in Premier League and then kind of try and do things a bit differently, try and evolve as a club, yeah. kind of get their footing. Whereas now they can't seem to do it. And now, like from 10th down, you, you lose one or two games and you're right in it, which yeah. leads to panicking decisions because it doesn't, there's basically there's no space to experiment to do anything. And Lambert, I suppose, in that way, maybe feels actually a nice compromise, maybe, because he's got, he, he's, he's not, say, overly expansive. There's, there can be a bit of grit to his teams, um, and probably has. Yeah, I, 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 well, I agree. I think I think he's organised, and he, mm. he'll have a, a fresh go at the players. Because listen, uh, well, it's he, hard he, to get a manager that's less animated than Mark Hughes, <laughs> but somehow they seem to have, they've gone a little bit sideways in terms of personality. But but he'll certainly bring something. But to I, I think Lambert, he, he can be very very tough. I think I've heard in in, in private. So. Yeah. A bit, I'd be interested now again always this, the, the effort when a, a manager that's not managed at that level mm. like when you've got some of the players that are in that dressing room might just go what was that you know yeah, it yeah. just kind of the lack of respect perhaps but you know he's a Champions League winner and he's played yeah. with some great clubs um, and he's got a, a squad of good players yeah, really yeah, yeah. compared to the to, to the you know the, I'd say the bottom four or five sides there's not many players many of those sides getting into that Stoke side mm. and it's quick and it's one of those clubs that you can quickly get a reputation of being organised and hard to be at a ground that no one wants to go to. Mm. You know, and not just because it's, I think it's a great ground, but yeah. I wouldn't want to play away there. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because no. the fans, the, you know, it's it's a cold night. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there's a couple of a couple of long months to go that um, they could, you know, obviously be very strong at home. Um, just rattling through the, the games we've got this weekend, a couple of really interesting ones to pull out. We've got Tottenham Man United. Uh, Alexis is clear to play, I take yeah. it. Well, that's Wednesday night, so we've got, oh, sorry, we've, got to go, we've got to go through the cup before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I know that because I'm in Yeovil on Friday night. So will he play at Yeovil? Oh, do you think? Uh, yeah. Let's, yeah. yeah, let's check. Well, we can, we can. Yeah, that, <laughs> is he playing? He's I, not. He, I think he will. Is he, he, would you risk is him he not? Yeovil? Is he not cup tied? No, 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 no. Because at Forest, they took, they had yeah. no one on the bench, and, and they deservedly got. Thank God, got you guys beaten. have done more sets than me. That's <laughs> wonderful. And I've, I've graced Huish Park many times, and yeah, and I used to play with Darren Way, the manager. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, how that how uh, Jack from our place interviewed him last week described him as a an interesting character yeah I, I, I would concur <laughs> with that he was very he's very interesting he actually he yeah he started exactly the same time as me we were both on trial together at Plymouth Argyle oh really me and him and he'd just come from Norwich um, and he's just like very diminutive midfielder mm. and just kind of fought tooth and nail when he went on league at, um, he was sent a midfield partner with Lee um, <laughs> Bristol City manager Johnson. Oh, Johnson. Yeah. How can I not remember that? John. So, um, it's not like he's in the news. Every no, day, I know. Playing as we speak. <laughs> literally, those two, in terms of a height 
height midfield, you know, they wouldn't yeah. get almost fairground rides. Yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't want to play against them because yeah. they absolutely terrorised you and always like yeah. kind of and did a took Yovel time to the championship and look at what yeah. you know the tenacity. Yovel got a very special place in my heart. They were they were the first team I ever saw play live. Really, it was Yeovil against Kidderminster Harriers. And my granddad yeah. was a Harriers fan. He had season ticket number zero 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 one. Agbra. Agbra, mm. that's right. Yeah, I do remember yeah. that. First game I ever saw. It's like it sloped. Oh, very much. <laughs> I went so. downhill, like, didn't I? I remember it's that. It's more, more suitable for skiing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, uh, well, will he play this weekend, then, Miguel? Do you think? I think I think he might actually. Yeah. I mean, because will he want will he want to throw him in first as well? I mean, also, the thing about it is, as well, Sanchez is the sort of bloke that evidently from you hear from everyone that he just wants to be on a football pitch. Absolutely. And, and even at Arsenal, he's going through troubles. He still just wanted to play, and like he, as one of the one of the guys from the club said to me, just throw a ball in front of Sanchez, and at least while he has the ball in front of him, everything's forgotten. But if I he plays, it's like when he's out with his dogs, when he's out with his dogs, then just yeah. chasing the ball and just you know which one of them goes for it. But if uh, he plays against Yeovil, then he's cup tied for when he signs for Man City next yeah. one. Football, football. I was thinking of this though after you know after, after been been sent slightly mad after two weeks of Sanchez stuff, yeah. but. Uh, are his dogs the most famous in football? After maybe Roy Keane's triggs. There is, is yeah. there is something. There's footballers and, and their dogs. And there's a, there's something. Pickles, uh, famously, yeah. There is a footballers and their dogs feature in. Uh, I'll have to find it. We'll, we'll, we'll link it to we this can edit podcast, this bit, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why is it slowing down for you? A bit. It's grain to a halt. <laughs> um, no, there is definitely. Uh, well, Hector Bellerin, I believe he's got. Mm. A, Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you listen, know the name? This is only going to stand up if I had more facts, and I don't. So let's <laughs> retreat, moonwalk out of this chat quite quickly. Um, other interesting games this weekend. So uh, Swansea, Arsenal. Swansea are a general slipping point uh, or a banana skin for Arsenal. Is, do you think they got a chance to get out of there? I mean, they're pretty doomed as it stands. Well, Monday night kind of might have changed a few things to them. You know, I, I thought they were well organised on Monday against Liverpool. Yeah, uh, it wasn't just that Liverpool were, were flat and. Having one of those nights. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, fair enough. Uh, West Ham Palace, um, the, 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 perhaps a clash of the resurgent old school managers with Moyes versus. Yeah. Moyes Hodgson. Moyes. I, I'm a big fan of both of them. I you love know? them. Celtic player and and Roy, a failed English manager. I'm a, as a Scotsman, <laughs> I'm always yeah, yeah. a fan of that. But no, I'd like him as a person. Roy gets this ridicule. I, I, I really don't understand it. He, he's been all over the world managing. He speaks all these languages. He's someone, when he was in charge of England, when he was able to respond to Italian journalists in Italian, there was a part of me that... It's very impressive. Go on, Roy. It's great. (laughs) It's great. great. You didn't see that with any of the the lads before. It was... I'm, I'm a big fan of his. Yes, England didn't go great in the end, but, you know, I'm hoping he does well at Palace and he certainly turned them around. Um, So, we've got Everton, Leicester City. Everton's an interesting one at the minute. I mean, the... The backlash is right? a bit. Yeah, well, am I right in here in Allardyce saying that he can't play Sigurdsson and Rooney together? Yeah. Now, to be fair, everyone kind of said that in the summer. But it was one of those things that went almost went unsaid, actually, yes. because yeah. everyone knew it, but oh, yeah. they're going to try and make this work, are they? And But Allardyce is going to come right out with it. Yeah. I think it's sort of two technicians, if you like, that mm. slow the game down. Mm. And yeah, you, They're not quick. You and like long shots. Yeah. Neither <laughs> of them are quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but they're... In terms of the quality in that dressing room, is it because he's now got pace in the fact that Walcott's come in? You know, well, is Walcott's screaming for pace that, that yeah. whole side, and they've also signed the um, the striker. What's his name? Yeah, the oh, twenty four million. Cenk Awesome. Awesome. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Theo. Yeah. He looks like he's the beard. The beard's a bit strange on Theo. I'm into it. I've got to say, I'm into <laughs> it. The beard and the hairstyle. 
it's Quaffered. Yeah. It's, it's like what people thought we're dressed like in the 70s, <laughs> but in 2018. <laughs> like the Black Eyed Peas yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I'm going with uh, Everton. Uh, uh, well, Leicester away at Everton. They've got, you know, that's... Did you watch the Leicester game, or did you just speak? You just spoke to Appleton. You have not. Have you seen them recently? Uh, not too much. I'm trying to think. The last Leicester game I attended, literally can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> when I've well, they were, you know, in terms of their forward line mm. just playing on form. As soon as Myers and and Vardy are at the, at the races, then they've got a chance. So mm. I would imagine that you know, I mean, Vardy's Vardy's probably, the, I'd say, almost the best player outside the top six. Mm. Yeah, we'll give him that scoring yeah. record he has. Yeah. Well, I was surprised that neither of them went during this window, to yeah. be honest, just with the nature of you know the amount of clubs that were losing players. Yeah, yeah and I've got to say, Mares, I thought was in form, cynically, I thought in form to get a move yeah, yeah. this January, but you know, we're right near the end now. It's not happening. Yeah. And he's still churning out you know, performances every mm. week. Well, there's a, there's a few interesting ones because there's a lot of matches that match up with teams that are probably on par. So you've got Stoke and Watford, Newcastle, Burnley. Um, it's, uh, well, Chelsea Bournemouth going to be a tough one for Bournemouth. It's always a notoriously difficult game, but they've they, they've had some joy in the past. Is it is is Eddie Howe going through one of those seasons at the minute where, as we were talking about plateauing, and yeah. there, there's no obscurity. It's just literally you're you've got to keep doing it over and it over yeah. and over again. And you'd, you'd wonder, well, obviously he, he loves it down there, but you, you, how much you, appetite? You, you, yeah, have yeah for that. exactly. Does does there come a point where even he kind of this this board this Bournemouth legend gets to the stage where I need something a bit different. It's, I mean, it even happened to Alan Kerbishley at Charlton. Yeah. yeah. Where could you see Eddie Howe? Well, this is it. His, his, his stock has kind of not quite fallen, but basically just kind of been eroded over the past, like just because it's mm. been more of the same. What does it know? take What does it take for play, for managers like him, though, to go into the next level, mm. to become the, the you know, the, 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 the guys like Klopp? Because in terms of, you literally have to take a, a team that's that shouldn't, yeah, exactly. Now Ranieri did it. It does feel a bit, a bit like there's too many inherent ceilings in that Premier because even yeah, there is. Hogue, oh. or sorry, Howe couldn't go from Bournemouth to Everton, but he could. He, he'd need a club in between. But then yeah. it's very incremental. Like what if say if he went to a Leicester, what could he realistically do? Especially given what they've recently done themselves. And, but, and yeah, and how much Bournemouth would take that as a slap in the face in mm. terms of you know how they're looking in compare, comparison mm. size to Leicester. I mean, I would see him as going to a massive club and then doing a, you know, uh, uh, Celtic manager. Why? I can't even remember my own manager. So, uh, Brendan, like when he went to Liverpool, yeah. almost just flying through the clubs and it almost worked. I yeah, mean, yeah, it was yeah, one yeah. slip away from, yeah. Yeah, from, yeah. from doing it. But, but I've got to say with, with Eddie Howe, and we mentioned this earlier with uh, Marcus Silva being brought into Watford mm. because it's a global game and they want to yeah. you know, attract the, the foreign viewers. Mm. Now, I'm not sure what Eddie Howe's ceiling is being a, a young English manager. I yeah. don't think that he is attractive to a, a foreign chairman looking to expand the brand. Yeah, no. So I'm this not sure he, what his... He's, well, he's become a bit... Forget- they, they play nice football. Great football, he, yeah. England manager then. So England manager. England manager. Would, would, you, would you two take him as England manager? Oh, I'd, I'd, it wouldn't. Yeah. It wouldn't concern so this, this me the, at all. <laughs> and Miguel, I imagine even less. This is what I mean. If if you want him there, then I don't want him there. Well, the one the, the one thing you can't do as an England manager is 
pretty much anything. You can't, you can't, <laughs> yeah. can't coach a good team unless you want to take eleven players and then play twenty games in a really short space of time yeah. Yeah. and then coach them to be that way. You just have to ask all the players that everyone else wants you to play. So you're constant, and you have to then justify that result mm. every week yeah. after your results. Just or put every... Will Hughes in the team, and let's be done. With Do you know it. what Will Hughes? I would be with a bullet. He's one of my favourites. I Absolutely. love him. When he's back, you'll see. You'll all see. You'll all see. My my, uh, my brother is a headmaster in Derby. He, he's he, one of his. Um, I think it's either, someone he, he works with or, or one of his mates. Who, uh, Will Young was the uh, Will Hughes was Will Young. <laughs> Different podcast. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, uh, Will Hughes was his next door neighbour growing up, and they just oh, had right, a goal. Yeah, they yeah. had a goal at the end, like mm. a full size goal, the end of the garden. But it was nothing else. It was just like literally to the right dimensions, mm. and he was just whipping balls like in the, in the back garden till like till it went dark at night, mm. and then next night just kind of coming out. Relentless. Must have been. Must have been. 10 to 14 because okay, he, yeah, he would have yeah. still been at clubs but like literally just watching this kid mm. get better and better he was like on this you know he's he amazing the real deal and when he was at derby getting to see him play there he's just phenomenal oh. he's just like mm. so so even when he that's another thing Silva hadn't had him over Christmas mm. when he came in and scored against Newcastle and what a player well, yeah, two starts scored two goals got two man of the match mm. Mm. Um, and away from home wasn't it and when, got, did his thigh but anyway yeah he is the real deal how did we get onto this England, 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 Miguel. Yeah, let's. I don't want to hear what Miguel has to say about England. I think uh, <laughs> Miguel. What's uh, what have you got coming up? At the, uh, what are you looking forward to? World Cup for you? Yeah, especially because I'm not covering England. Uh, no, yes. no, I am covering England, but yeah, I'm not doing the uh, the day to day part of it, which has fallen the jacket brook. So, oh, yeah, lovely. Yeah. Is, are you both going out there? Is that the is that the uh, independent team? Are you allowed to declare what the team is going out uh, there? Or? There's about five or six of us going out. Uh, myself, Jack, Johnny, Lou. Uh, Mark Critchley, our Northern correspondent. Ed, our sports editor, is going for the group stage. Yeah, I'll coordinate from there. Necessary. Good team, uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good team, yeah. though. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of... To be honest, because I've done the whole thing with a tournament before now. The type of tournament it was, coloured it. I covered just Ireland for the group stage in Euro 2012, which was the worst performance by any team <laughs> at any European Championship. You mean but, Ireland, not your team y- you took out? No, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You're but, talking um, to a Scottish fan, mate. Well, We've never yeah. seen, you've never scraped the depths. But, but scraped. even like, even beyond the results, when you're just doing one team every day, it does feel as if it gets a bit attritional. It's, and I think the, the beauty of doing a tournament is kind of dropping in in different games. Yeah. So and I'm, getting I'm, to watch teams like Panama, yeah. teams like you know, Costa it, yeah. Rica. You yeah. know, it's, it's, you know, it's going to be exciting. Mark, what have you got coming up at the minute? What, or what are you working on? Uh, more of this United show, the Everything yep. But Football football show. How, where can we see that? Social media, all over uh, Chevrolet social media, Man United Chevrolet. social media, so Facebook, mm. Instagram, or whatever. Yep. Apart from that, writing a new show for my stand-up tour next nice. year. So oh, fantastic. This year, sorry, this year. Are you, are you doing any of the festivals or anything like um, that? Is that something that I've you do or are you a writer? See. It for? depends on uh, whether United are doing a tour in China or America or whatever. Um, and then it, the proximity to the Edinburgh Festival will, will, will basically make my mind up. Cool. Oh, well, that's really good to hear. I will look forward to seeing more. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you both for your time. That was The Whistleblowers. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. 
If you're a large organization involved in managing, purchasing, or making decisions on software licenses, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it, and whether you purchase the right number of software licenses to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM, and others, and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk and we're also available on all podcast platforms including iTunes, Acast and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.